Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. There are more things happening just right around town, right in the heart of town and in the heartlands uh, for people to enjoy, as there always uh, is around Singapore. One of the things that's happening, though, is the National Gallery, which we were just at a couple of weeks ago. Wonderful place. Uh, seeing some amazing uh, displays there. Uh, but uh, they are now bringing art out to the heartlands, to the void decks, island-wide, uh, and more than 25 void decks across Eight neighborhoods are going to be transformed into art galleries for the public to encounter art everyday lives for three months right in their own neighborhood. Joining us now to talk more about it, Chris Lee, the Assistant Chief Executive of the National Gallery of Singapore. Chris, welcome to the show. This is really exciting. Morning, Glenn. Morning, Neil. Thanks for having me. Uh, on a Saturday morning. No, it's our pleasure. And this is what we like. We like these kind of stories. It's been a bit doom and gloom lately, and this is literally going to cheer up some of the housing estates of Singapore. Tell us all about it. Yeah, well, that's definitely the intent, uh, Neil. So I think this is something we've been talking about for a while. Um, You know, National Gallery Singapore has been open for about five years. We just celebrated our fifth anniversary uh, this year. We're in the middle of it. Uh, And we've done a good job bringing people into the building, right, so far. But yet, uh, we still know of many people who haven't stepped in. Uh, And we believe uh, in the gallery, in art and artists, you know, art not just being something of beauty to admire, uh, but also how it could educate, uh, how it could offer respite, and how it could provoke conversations and thinking. Uh, And what better a time uh, in the middle of the pandemic um, to, you know, do something different, Uh, And as we celebrate our fifth year anniversary, our theme was inclusiveness, really welcoming everybody in from all walks of life. Um, And we were thinking, instead of thinking about bringing people into the building, how do we go out? Mm. And the challenge has always been, how do you take the masterpieces that we have in our collection, right? Delicate paintings, um, uh, works of paper, um, uh, art on paper, and go out there because our climate is not really uh, friendly to that. Uh, You have security concerns and all that, right? But we found the void decks and it's every curator's dream. Uh, They all talk about a white cube, but guess what we have in the void decks? Lots of white walls Mm. to hang paintings on, right? So that's where it started. Um, Took a few months of planning, uh, but we're so happy to see it come alive now. And what will it actually look like? I mean, obviously, you've enclosed it. You talk about the climate, and, which would be very, very hard on any uh, on any precious works of art. But you, you've you've enclosed these void decks. What does that look like? No, we we've not enclosed anything. What uh, we've no no really? we're not literally hanging artwork on the walls. <laughs> Let's be clear. I'm shocked. Uh, we can't do that. You know, I'll get locked up in Changi if I try to hang artwork uh, <laughs> literally in the void deck. Uh, but wow. we're we're leveraging technology, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. again, one of the silver linings of the pandemic is everyone's been trained to use QR codes. Uh, so we're making use of QR codes uh, to bring artwork out into the void decks. Uh, and that's but, how we can spread. But, but isn't the humidity work? and the rain and the the heat? I mean, isn't that isn't that going to be really hard on these works of art, or are they works of art that uh, have been chosen so that would not be affected? No. So again, we're not placing works of art. We're placing QR codes. Oh, I'm sorry. Which I'm you sorry. Need your phone to scan. Thank you. And you can see it on your phone, uh, almost like you were in the gallery, right? Um, but yeah, even then, we had to think about the right material to use for the QR codes to stick on the pillars. Right. Uh, we had a few that peeled off with the heavy rain and the sun, uh, but we've got it right now, we feel. So we get, you have 10 QR codes in each void deck, 
Um, uh, so people can just go around. It's simple as anything. You don't have to download any apps. You just scan the QR code. It opens up a microsite. This you enable the camera. You scan, and the artwork is right there in front of you. And you can. It's own time, own target. Well, wow. anytime you like. That's extraordinary, Chris. So it's just clarifying it in my own mind. So the image is not just a small image on your phone. You can project it onto a blank space on the wall behind. Is that correct? Uh, no, not yet. It is okay. an image on your phone. Uh, you hold it up against the QR code, which is on a white uh, wall. And it projects it onto that white wall yes. uh, through and your it phone. Looks like got it, the got it. Is hanging on the That's wall. extraordinary. Like you're looking at it through your phone. So mm. it might be good to take your tablet with you, huh? To, the to bigger the uh, yeah. yeah, good idea. A bigger so screen. We've made the QR codes extra large. It's not the tiny little ones, but mm-hmm. it's 30 cm by 30 cm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're colored, they're nicely colored. Uh, the images in in the middle of the gallery uh, in the QR code to kind of add some uh, you know uh, visual appeal, uh, but really yeah, if you if you have a tablet, it'll be up right up and uh, center in, and, and nice to see. Wonderful stuff. And I'm looking here, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've picked eight heartland neighborhoods, Bishan, Topayu, Jurong West, Marine Parade, Serangoon, Pasiris, Pongo, and Yishun. Not Senkang, but I won't take it personally. Uh, Pongo, Pongo is nearby, so I'll, I'll go down there. Firstly, w- why did you pick those particular estates? What was the selection process? And then, of course, what artworks did you pick for what particular housing estate? Sure. Yeah. So um, first, we wanted to cover as much of the island as possible, right? North, south, east, west, central. Uh, so we started there. Um, and a lot of the work was uh, working with town councils, making sure that they were supportive of the idea. Uh, and also timing, you know, just making getting to the right people. It's tough to get to everyone these days with the pandemic. Uh, so we've chosen Bishan, Topayo, Yishun, kind of in the north, Pungo, Serango, Serangoon, you know, northeast. Uh, Pasiris, Marine Parade, and then Jurong West. Uh, we may not stop here, uh, Neil. You talked about Sinkang. Uh, it's on the list. Um, we're still talking to the town councils to see if we can uh, get more on board, uh, not just neighbourhoods, but also the number of void decks. We really want to make it as convenient and yeah. as accessible as possible. It's a wonderful idea, Chris, because yeah. it, unless... You know, I've, I've misunderstood it. This could go on forever, right? It doesn't have to be a finite yeah. thing. If you can keep the codes there, if the town councils are they're not very conspicuous, yeah. if you, you, I'm sure you can update the artworks over time. You can promote upcoming galleries and the exhibitions yeah. you have at your uh, the National Gallery. It's something that could yeah. be very organic and continuous. Is that right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, the beauty of QR codes is is the same QR code, but you can program different things behind it, right? So we start with 10 artworks. We have four rotations over the three months. So we end up showing 50 artworks to each of the visitors. And like you said, we could keep updating them. If we get support for the town councils to keep it there, we'll just extend it for as long as possible. We could take it to other areas, shopping malls, you know, office buildings, anywhere you like. So you can literally have a gallery anywhere you like mm. uh, now. Wow. This Talk- is great. Yeah, this we're is great. talking with Chris Lee, the assistant chief executive of the National Gallery Singapore. Chris, I, I have to say, why hasn't this been done before? Even it's, in non-COVID yeah, times, it's right? It's such a no-brainer. And I, I don't mean that as a negative against the National Gallery because you guys do an amazing job. But, Absolutely. Uh, or why hasn't, you know, haven't other museums done this? I mean, that space is just there in, in all the void decks doing, you know, it's a nice gathering spot, but it, there's a lot of free space there, you know, that could this could be yeah. used for. What a great idea. Yeah, you know, I think part of it is uh, mindset, uh, Glenn. Um, you know, we have had artists and we had had community and art um, independents who 
paint void decks and commission, you know, murals mm. on void decks. Uh, but this is a different take on it. Um, and really, I, I think it's a mindset uh, as well as a customer or consumer habit uh, thing. You know, QR codes are quite recent in terms of their popularity. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, in terms of usage in our region, they yeah. were used in other countries before. But again, like I said, the pandemic made QR codes part of everybody's lives. Uh, and that inspired us to say, now we have an easy vehicle. Uh, it, it's uh, you know something you can change dynamically. Uh, and people are familiar with it. Familiarity makes a big difference, you know, Glenn, because mm. we've tried other things and people, when they're not familiar, they don't get into it. Um, and the other thing that this has taught us, I mean, every museum wants people to come to their physical building mm. and look at the physical works of uh, art or artifacts. And we still feel strongly about that. But we feel that, hey, we're not losing anything. You know, we're, we're spreading the word. Uh, we're reaching out to more people and hopefully through this exercise, we can lure them into the wonderful building that we have in the center of Singapore uh, and look at the large collection that we have. Um, so, yeah, it's just, a, uh, you know, everything being aligned and, and the mindset triggering. And, uh, mm. yeah, we're happy at least we found it uh, without yeah. much time. Chris, this is an awesome effort. Why, why do you think, though, it's been hard to get a lot of Singaporeans into the National Museum, uh, mm. National Gallery itself, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. it, it's so accessible. There's MRT right there. There's, I mean, it's easy to get to. We talked about this, didn't we? It's a, yeah, just to give context, spot. Chris, yeah. I went down, Glenn and I, I went down to see the Anthony Gormley mm. uh, sculptures because mm. I'm a massive Anthony Gormley and Georgette fan. Georgette Tan. And Georgette Chen, yeah. And yeah. I, I was yeah. so blown away, my wife and I and my daughter, mm. by the whole place. We went back again yes. seven days later and Glenn took his son as well. Mm. And it was an extraordinary space it's an extraordinary place and as, as glenn rightly says it wasn't exactly packed i mean i had the place almost to myself which is great for me so glenn and i have been almost on this crusade haven't we ever since to encourage more people to get down there so why why do you well, to, to glenn's point what why do you think that is that um yeah the disconnect i don't know yeah, firstly, thank you for crusading for us. Uh, it always <laughs> no, Happy to. Um, I do it for the banana know, muffins think, um, in the cafe. It, it's fine. <laughs> uh, we have plenty of muffins. Don't worry about it. Neil, Neil's needs um, are quite simple. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you know, I think um, it's cultural. It's educational. Um, it's also a perception. Uh, many people still feel that, you know, art is something you have to learn first before you come to the museums to enjoy uh, we have a culture where people really want to be informed and studied before they experience something, mm. right? And uh, mm. this is one of the things that we realized to really break down that perception. And you, you, you were talking to Rachel earlier about free entry. Mm. Uh, our, our museum is also free for locals and PRs. Exactly. We need to make a bigger deal out of it exactly. so that people feel that they can come in. Uh, we are also trying to break down the barriers in terms of, hey, there's no one right view about art. You know, just come in and enjoy it as you, as you may. Uh, and coming in your T-shirt and your Bermudas is fine. You don't have to dress up. It's not a special occasion. Uh, and that's very much part of the initiative here, you know, to change that perception. Uh, we're also working to change um, the culture a little bit, you know, and the perception around art. Uh, working with the Ministry of Education, getting to the young students early in school, you know, we now have a, a museum uh, program with the schools, with primary four students coming in as part of the curriculum. Mm. Uh, and you, the more you make art as part of everyday people's everyday lives, the more it's going to be more uh, relevant, more yeah. accessible. 
you know, people also think about modern art because we're a modern art museum, which means that we look at historical artworks back to the 19th, 20th century, early 21st century. And everyone's perception is, oh, that's um, paintings, uh, you know, landscapes, portraits, very, you know, uh, standard things. But as you mentioned, there's so much more than that, you know, um, exactly, right? We have sculptures, we have installations, we've got our own unique um We've got our own unique style of art in Southeast Asia called the Nanyang Artist Movement, mm -hmm. which infuses our culture and her heritage into it. Uh, and I really encourage people to come in because you, you can see so many things. The artists are always, you know, looking at things with a different point of view. Uh, and you look at the world through the artist's eyes. It's amazing. You look at your heritage and your history uh, through the views of through the eyes of the artist, and it's totally, you know, amazing. That's the Anthony Gormley. Yeah, and that's before, yeah. Chris, you even get into yeah. the, the fact of the extraordinary architecture of the buildings themselves. Oh, it's magnificent. You know, Coleman's yeah. brilliant work. I can't praise the, the place enough. But your point about making art more accessible, which you're doing wonderfully well with mm. this new thing, the People's Gallery, I'm thinking aloud, it must be a good marketing and research tool for you as well right because i'm sure with the qr codes you guys can access and know which paintings are proving popular which artworks are, you know oh yeah is that right you and get it, the data off it you right? get the data and then yeah. moving forward you can say well this worked in pongo and this was really popular in pasaris and that gives us well it could help you in so many ways i'm guessing chris yeah totally um uh, neil i think you hit the nail on the head uh, with the with the app or with people using their phones, we're actually encouraging conversation. Yeah. Uh, there's a way that you can leave commentary about each artwork or about the experience uh, and, you know, give it a thumbs up, give it a thumbs down. It's multiple choice. You don't have to write long words <laughs> if you don't have to. Uh, so we collect that and everyone can see it. People can see what other people are saying about the artwork. Uh, we also have um, text info about each artwork. We've got audio guides for some of the artworks. Uh, we've got 90-second videos where you hear about people from ordinary walks of life talking about it, our security guards, our front-of-house staff, uh, our visitors who come in. It's not just the National Gallery's point of view. Uh, it's really opening things up. Wonderful. Chris, I got to say, too, when, when both Neil and I were there in recent weeks, we both had the same exact experience separately, which was the docents, the guides there, couldn't have been more happy to see people in the galleries. And they were all over us trying, you know, explaining all the art. And, and, they, and they were so pleasant. Uh, but they were I think they were just happy to have people in there to be able to talk to us about what was, what we were seeing. Uh, but, yeah. but very courteous and very helpful uh, you know, on it, at every exhibition. No, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, we're blessed to have them. We're really privileged. Uh, they're so passionate. They do their own research about uh, what's in the galleries, and they really go out of their way to to help the visitors feel welcome. So, really, an open invitation to anybody to come in. And it goes to your point about you know some people feel like they need to be educated before they go, and you really don't because there are so many people there that can that can explain to you what you're seeing and why it's important. And also you have the audio uh, guide as well yeah. that you just you know yeah. click on with your phone and you can just do an audio tour by yourself if yeah. you'd rather not talk to somebody. But very very uh, smartly done, smartly done. 
Yeah. Love it. Wonderful stuff. And just, to, and just to add to that, Chris, before you answer, sorry, you just yeah. recently had a, an exhibition that I think has, has since finished, but it, it was the work of a, a Singaporean Malay artist. It covered the whole floor. Uh, excuse me, what was his name again? Um, yeah, Mohammed Din Mohammed, I think. Yes, I think we, it's just finished, uh, right? There's something new must turn up exhibition where we featured uh, six local artists. That's and right. Mohammed Din Mohammed was one of them. That's right. Uh, I'm glad you saw that. That was amazing. I We're saw so it on his last weekend. Yeah, and uh, the reason I bring it up is to Glenn's point is that his son happened to be there that day, hmm. the artist's son. Hmm. And he was wonderful. And he, we walked over to several of his paintings and, you know, he said, my daughter was, um, what is this one about? What is this one about? And his son said exactly what you were saying, Chris, what Glenn said. You tell me what you think the painting is about. Mm. Sometimes we put up these artificial, let's be honest, pretentious barriers that we need a yeah. PhD in art history before we can even look at a painting. What do you see in the painting? What do you like about the painting? And that's got to be the starting point for everybody, Chris, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So Neil and Glenn, I, I'm not from the art industry. This is my first job in a museum and an art industry. Uh, I come from tech background, consumer goods background. And really, you know, I think once you take the leap, uh, it's easy. It's easy to enjoy. It's easy to yeah. learn because it's just about other people's viewpoints of the world. The artists are basically capturing the world through their eyes mm. and they've got a story to tell. And it's about the stories behind the artworks, uh, if you want to get into it. Otherwise, just enjoy what you're seeing in front of you and no answer is wrong, you know. And as part of our fifth anniversary as well, um, if you walk around galleries, you'll see these blue labels next to the artworks. Uh, that's not our curators uh, developing the, the artworks. We've invited over 100 people to provide their view when they look at a piece of work. Uh, so how's that, you know? Um, listen to what others are seeing in the artwork. And, and read about it. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, Chris, I, we get, yeah. I'm just going to jump in and say, yeah. LL Tan, uh, one of our listeners' contributors, is already putting the pressure on Chris. She said, the People's Gallery sounds great. She wants one in Woodlands. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> there All you right. go. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to the town councils um, uh, and, and we'll do what we can to spread and, and uh, expand. Um, so encouraging to hear this feedback. You yeah. Know? Great. Chris Lee, Assistant Chief Executive of the National Gallery of Singapore. Island-wide, more than 25 void decks are now going to have art displays there. Thank you for being with us. Con continued good luck uh, with the physical space as well, and we will definitely be uh, over there again soon. Thank you so much, Glenn and Neil. And this is, again, an open invitation to everybody living in Singapore. You know, come down, do something different. You know, you can't travel Come visit what treasures you have locally and uh, come and see us. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I hope you, know, you have a good day ahead. Great. Thank you, Chris. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.